Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. She's a song on a car. Good day and welcome to episode number 77 of The Car Wash. On today's episode, Baxter's back and the crew preview the upcoming Euros. Whether you are tuning in on slpodcast.coza, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play or Mahi King 96.7 FM's Game Time, welcome to the show. I am your host Aiden and of course, I am not alone. I am also joined by former Ajax Cape Town and Mamelodi Sundowns goalkeeper, Sean Roberts. How are you doing, Sean O? Baxter's back. All right. I'm good. I'm good. Can can we keep that in? Is there like going to be like a copyright strike for that? <laughs> <laughs> I knew one day you would use that against me. Thank you. I knew Thank it. You. As soon as I sent that voice note to you, I was like, nah, damn it. <laughs> However, with us, we have Teko Modise, former Bafana Bafana, Orlando Pirates, and Mama Lodi Sundown star. Teko, how's it going, my friend? Um, great. Thanks. And you, sir? Yes, sir. All good. All good. As yes. usual... The way we start off the show, it's a segment that belongs to big man Sean. It's time for the joke of the day. Mr. Roberts, what have you got for us this week? An absolute perler. Um, my girlfriend complains a lot that I don't smile anymore. Well, she's the one who wanted a serious relationship. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh. oh, man. I just get better and better. Oh, yeah. That's true for the last three weeks. <laughs> from there guys from okay. there we move into pole position pole position pole position is a segment where we ask our fans and our supporters club a certain question and uh, we get voice note replies this past week we saw that kaiser chiefs and stuart baxter were in advanced contract talks about um him rejoining chiefs and it has now been confirmed that Baxter will be reunited with the Amakosi faithful. So we asked our supporters, is Stuart Baxter the right man for the job? And here is what you had to say. Having Stuart Baxter coming back to Kaiser Chiefs, I think I'm okay with it because we have a coach that we know and we have the guarantee that he can do something. Who Baxter, I think, is a good man for Chiefs because he's been there for Chiefs. He knows the culture. I think it's a good thing. Stuart Baxter knows Kaiser Chiefs and he knows he's good on his job. Yes, he is the right man for the job. I think it's, it's a good thing since we tried uh, to give other coaches a chance. Baba Kone, uh, Ubuisa is the Masakeza Chiefs, but things didn't work out. Uh, Baxter is the only coach I think he knows co- uh, Keza Chiefs better. It's a good move for Chiefs, um, trying to balance between uh, returning the glory at the very same time to to build a new project. I think bringing back Stuart Baxter to Naturena would be a good move for Keza Chiefs. He knows the culture of Keza Chiefs. He's been there. He's done it. He has won cups with Keza Chiefs. Okay, guys. Uh... Stewart returning to, to Kaiser Chiefs after six years. He first joined them in the 2012-2013 season, spending three years at the club, winning the PSL title twice, as well as a Nedbank Cup and an MTN 8. Do you guys like this move? I mean, he'll he'll be joining Molefi and Teki there. Um, surely the two of them together will be able to cause some, some problems for other teams next season. He knows how to win. Sure. It's, uh, I can't believe it's six years ago that he was there. It's unbelievable. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think someone in the previous recording there said um, in the pole position that he he knows the culture, and I think that's very important. I think mm. um, 
the science Kaiser Chiefs being a massive, massive club uh, with, the, with its own pressures that come with that, without a doubt. But to understand the culture at the club, that there's certain egos and powers that be that, that he's going to come up against that he has before and probably knows how to deal with them better um, than the predecessors. Yeah. Um, so I would say that is obviously in his favor, having to know how to, how to deal with that. Um, I think it's a great move. I think um, if Stuart is given time to rebuild, which he's going to need, if Stuart is given an open checkbook in certain terms, if he is the guy that is going to call the shots, who's going to make the signings, um, I think we're in for a very, very exciting future with Kaiser Chiefs. And I do think he'll be given a certain leeway that possibly other coaches weren't. Um, he's got nothing to prove to the fans. Uh, he's already achieved the Chiefs. But having said that, he's, he's coming into a new challenge, a different challenge, a, um, a bizarre challenge, but it's a challenge which I think he's frothing at the mouthful. I think he's got, um, um, I think he, he feels he might have unfinished business in South Africa. And um, uh, I think it's a great move for not just the Amakosi faithful, but just, just SA football in general. Um, he's well loved. He's he's he, he he gets along with the press. He's well spoken. Um, the players love him. It'll be interesting to see now in terms of your Willard Cut Sanders, for example, who was clearly out of favour and uh, under Gavin Hunt. Um, we know that Cut Sander and Stuart had a great um, relationship before, and um, and he's a big fan of him. So. You know, there's certain players we've had our doubts with in terms of contract extensions that we might see them get extended now because Stuart will know what buttons to push and how to get the best out of them. Um, and that goes for not just Willard, but a few other players at Kaiser Chiefs. So, yeah, massive signing. Um, I hope he's given the time. I hope they're patient. I hope they're given him uh, an open checkbook to say, uh, you know, not, not, not like on a sundown scale, but um, and I hope Stuart gets to pick the players that he wants because that's that's vital. And obviously his uh, his technical team because I think we've spoken about that tackle in the past that uh, um, certain uh, coaches aren't allowed their own technical team but his son is already there which is which is massive. Um, be interesting to see if Sheppy and Zwani stay. So um, yeah, I, I think it's great not just for Chiefs but certainly for SA football. SA football, you say? Soccer. SA football. <laughs> hey, Aiden, look, man. Um, I, I agree with Sean. I just feel like... Um, For a change. <laughs> he f- win. <laughs> I think um, with, with Stuart, because of what he has achieved, um, uh, Kaiser Chiefs and how Kaiser Chiefs fans felt when he was um, in charge and how the team was playing and all the excitement. I think he's the only coach right now that uh, the management will... will will respect and listen to in terms of even trying to change the squad because Stuart Baxter even when he was there with, with all the success he, he did say that he needs to change the squad because of the age group mm. and uh, that didn't happen and uh, he yes probably maybe with other issues but he left the team and then he's back again now being back in a different situation where they need to offload the players and he needs to have a say and he needs to identify a player that needs to come in. Mm-hmm. Of course, with the Bobby Mdaung will always play that role of bringing in players. Yeah. I don't think 
I don't think in terms of in terms of the recruitment things will change. I think KZG will go on and do things how they've been doing all these years. They just needed somebody that could buy into it, that trust the system as well. And uh, Stuart Baxter does. And they respect him. The fans love him. And uh, when KZG's when 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 he was there, you know, the, the last time he was there, KZG's fans were happy because of the success. And I think him coming back, yes, we 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 we, we need to add a little bit more of quality coaching within South African football and mm. uh, he, he brings that into the game and we're happy that he's back and uh, of course the media loves the guy because of his accent and uh, because of his smart and and players respond tend to respond very well to him you know and uh, within within the case it's fault i think you'll jabulo blom you'll novos all the younger ones i think they'll learn so much you know the the their football grows so much under such a coach because as much as you see you spoke about your your katsande having a great relationship with them he was 27 28 at the time mm. yeah now that you've got jabulo blom that that needs to make way that's the reality of football that needs to make a way and you look at jabulo blom's stats they insane stats and um stats yes statistics and 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 i think it, it gives it, i think with all the players as well that are coming in um it's it's i think it's a clean slate for everyone i think with all with also the senior guys that have been playing within kids chiefs that are still there your benapaka your dumelin kuna i think it, it gives them a you know a, a clean slate with uh, the coach that they, they know and um, they understand and I think also even even with that coach if he doesn't play them I don't think there's there will be grief or there will be any player mm. maybe you know acting somehow because they know they understand they can have a relationship with him. Well they would have been communicated as to why they're not playing. Exactly and yeah. I think I think Kaiser Chiefs they they've done what they know that they should have done long time ago by bringing the coach back. And um let's see because because Sean as as much as it it, it was great before um things happened before because i remember when playing against uh, Stuart Baxter's case chips it was a problem mm. and uh, yeah i remember we we, we did a uh, the god of honor for them and they had to do it for us so it was it was very challenging for us but it was exciting times at that time and let's hope that uh, with, uh, with with his expect with this with his experience the players will respond very well especially the ones that they have because mm. And with that, I think the you know when KZ, I've always said that when Kaiser Chiefs are on Pirates and Sundowns are on form, the league becomes so exciting. Yeah, from fire. And I've always said that we 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 we, we I'm a really Sundowns guy, but I've always said that we need teams that can actually challenge Memorial Sundowns because the more mm. you challenge each other, the standard of football goes up. Mm. And that's what we want. We want we want high level football. We want high level competition. And I think for the last three years, they haven't been challenged. They haven't been pushed yet. And I think proud me with Stuart coming back. You know that might help a bit. And and I think also because he has worked so many players before, I think that will give a clear direction as which players to sign. Because sometimes they achieve sign emotional. They've got emotional shinies. Mm. Yeah, you beat you last the last season we played you scored two. You must sign you must come here. So so mm. sometimes those type of signing don't work out. And I think with Stuart Baxter because he's he's a coach of structure, he's a coach of a plan, and mm-hmm. hopefully that will work out. But it'll be very interesting for me to see Kaiser Chiefs come next season. But what I what I'd like to see Teko just to jump in is that um that, that Dylan Shepherd offers one he do stay on as assistants and and there's no better teacher for yeah. two up and coming coaches like themselves and hopefully. We, hopefully, we're witnessing now the next two Stuart backs, if, if you know what I mean, in, in Zwani and Shippen. So I hope, I hope that's yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I think that would be great. I, but but also it, it, look, 
it just that Sean, sometimes you know the the politics in football they mess up the good mm. things. Mm. Shepi came with the with Coach Gavin Hand. Well, kids' chiefs allow him to stay on and learn and be, you know, under the the leadership of Stuart Baxter going forward. Him with Arthur Zwan because they that the youth the chances are they might be the future of the mm. team. You know, and and I hope that they'll let him stay, and that you know, because they can form that bond, they can form that relationship, and yes, with the type of coach that they will be having, you know, they'll learn so so much, and then they can be, you know, um, a bridge between the coaches and the players themselves, because they're still young, they can relate to the players what they're going through. I just yeah. hope Kiliches will see in that way. And um, I think probably maybe this will be the start of a new trend of having two assistant coaches and a coach going forward where we know that when the coach doesn't do well, you have three heads actually that can actually plan the game. Okay, guys. So I want to I wanna stick with Chiefs here and react mm-hmm. to some fixtures. Chiefs beat TS Galaxy 1-0. And if I'm not mistaken, helping them make top eight. What did you guys make of that game? You are not mistaken. Um, yeah, pretty boring game. Um, but hell of a result for Chiefs. Um, yeah, 1-0 scraped victory um, and they scrape into the top eight. It sort of sums up this season, I guess. Um, pretty un- unentertaining, but, you know, nice to see Nokovic on the score sheet again. But yeah, it's a, uh, you know, I think if Chiefs didn't finish top eight, um, it I, I, that could also be a deciding factor for, for Stuart, you know. Um, Little things like that, another opportunity to win a cup. You never know how, how things swing, but uh, that could have been the tipping point for Stuart to, to join as well. But yeah, it would have been devastating not to see Chiefs in the top eight, but uh, glad to see them there. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say. That It's just a thing in the top eight. It would have been a, a bizarre one for next season, that's for sure. Hey, ah. uh, they, they survived, eh? <laughs> Yeah, just this, you know, the, the last hurdle, then ah, go in at the right time. But I think we we, we spoke um, in a couple of episodes that it'll be it'll be great to see Kita Chiefs um, being in the top eight come next season. Mm. You know, and um, yeah, man, they they back into it, and uh, we know the first fixture, Kita Chiefs versus Sundowns, a banger. And how um, the season starts? Yeah, number eight plays number one, Chief. Wow. Always. Always. I'll take them. Sean, you used the word earlier, frothing. Frothing. (laughs) Frothing. (laughs) Frothing. No, but 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 look, man, um that that tells you something, Sean. It's either it's either the South African football this season was pop or Casey Chiefs had a bigger heart. Kids oh. Chiefs had 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 um, one of their worst season in history. Mm. They they were so inconsistent, were struggling. They couldn't sign. They couldn't do anything. We all know all the problems and stories were documented for everybody to see. Everybody else was having joy, you know, being in and out of top eight and 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 doing all this kind of stuff. On the last game of the season, Kids Chiefs managing to get top eight spots. It's either the players that they have, they actually do have the quality, but they were struggling to find that unity and that rhythm where they could play as a team and find ways out to get results. Mm-hmm. Or the competition is pop in this league. But Teko, just, just how do you go from literally winning the league, missing out on the last day, to seeing the Kaiser Chiefs we did this season? 
Like what? It's it's literally the same. Well, it is the same squad. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to point fingers or anything at, at anyone, but how can you have such a drastic 180 in terms of form and belief? Look, Sean, the um, the thing is, with with what happened last season, um, um, it's very difficult to, to to come back from, especially within that short space of time. Mm. Um, because there were so so many emotions that 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 we invested in, and there's so much belief that we are going to win at some point with 13 or 14 points yeah. ahead. Mm. So now, come last game of the season, they lose there. It's very difficult for them to come back, mm. and 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 now they had to move on. People expecting them to move on from that, you know, you know, snap out of it, move on from that. Here's a new season. It doesn't work mm. that way. It doesn't happen. It just it doesn't happen, and I think if 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 they had a, a moment or time where they could speak to somebody or share the frustration, because there the, 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 there was a frustration, not from just the players themselves, there was from everybody that was involved with the Chiefs, because they were hurt. Yeah. And now now you have to pretend that you're not hurt and continue with the game. So that's why they were struggling, because I understand that they they struggled, but they started finding themselves, and what 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 helped them find themselves was the the uh, continental uh, football. Mm. But here's what I'm saying, Sean. It's it's with Kedichi struggling this much, this much, the way they were struggling without Kedichis have never had uh, a consistent um, first eleven this season. Mm. They always had injuries or whatever the case might be, and then they come in, you know, last game of the season, you know, in by hook or crook, they Pagati inside number eight. Pagati. And then you you look at all the teams that have been, you know, toying with the top eight position. So Sean, my question to you is: is 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 the league competition pop or Kaiser Chiefs um, have the quality, but they just realized that late. And by Kaiser Chiefs realizing that type of quality late, it shows what actually what they can do come next season. So there's two sides. That's a good, very good question, Toko. But there's two sides of that. Like so. What differentiates a, a very good football player to a great football player? You know, and, and you look at all the great football players and it's the ability to switch on and to switch off. So you've said that, um, that they had a, a tough season last season and um, uh, uh, you know, they didn't have anyone to talk to and blah, blah, blah. And you can't, you know, people expect players to be robots. And, and that's true. But you, you look at someone like Tiger Woods, who is literally a robot. He's robotic. He is... He's, in my opinion, the greatest sportsman that's ever lived. You look at Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, they can switch it on, they can switch it off, um, but that's what differentiates world-class to good. And I think that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about a bunch of very good players um, that weren't able to get over what happened last season. And, um, and it's very rare you see great players in the PSL. Do you know what I mean? And it's very rare you see a team of great players in the PSL. And we're possibly seeing one with Sundowns, you know, in terms of continuity and, um, and that sort of stuff. But um, I, I do think Chiefs have the quality, Teko, without a doubt. Um, but my question is, what is, how do you define the quality? And I think an overall quality player has to get over those slams. They have to push forward. They've, the next season's here, you've got to get results. And, and they didn't. So they, they're good players on the field, but maybe they're struggling mentally, if that makes sense. 
but 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 the thing is sean for you to 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 know how strong you are mentally you need to be pushed in that direction some sure. at some point sure and uh, you have a lot of kids that you've players that have never found themselves in a situation that comes from within they stress yeah i get what you mean it comes from within you can't listen buy that it. yes listen to what i'm saying now you you've got kids uh players that have been spoon-fed all their carriers mm. they've been babysitted they've been put there was cushion they, they, they've always been you know um um you know put up there in a, uh, where 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 everybody was celebrating them even things were not going well yeah. so now this is the first time that they've been pushed into that direction where this is the first time where they've been criticized yeah and this is the first time they actually they were forced to to do an introspection and look at their games and mm. now with these are the players that have never been for the last 10 12 years they've never been in that position before so now we we demanding that they need to look within and 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 be able to switch on and switch off that takes experience they've never experienced this so they need to know how to deal with this when this comes back again so i believe that with what kids achieve has went through now that they have experience of having a bad patch for the whole season where everybody's on their back they know what to do next season whether mm-hmm. they will be successful or not but they know how to deal with stress because this isn't what, what how they were dealing with stress was impossible to deal with that you just move on and, and and hope that it will just fade away it didn't i, I do I, i agree i agree to a certain extent i do agree but we, we have spoken about um kaiser chiefs in general they have if you look at one of the teams that have a good balance of senior players and younger players and i would have just thought that with the experience they have at kaiser chiefs that the senior players could have maybe possibly pulled them through a, a, a bit more or or but again we don't know what was happening behind closed doors Thank um, you. Yeah, we, we don't know. It's it's very easy for me to sit here and point fingers. Um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'll put it this way: Kaza Chiefs eighth position, happy. Uh, Kaza Chiefs eighth position, not impressed. Not impressed, but happy to see them there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Boom. Good save, Sean. Good save. Thank, thank very- you. Top left. <laughs> Top, Top left. left. Oh. <laughs> First one in your career, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Second. Second. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm very, very excited to see what the future holds for Chiefs. However, from there, we move swiftly forward into the international news desk. We are joined now by Sokla Duma's international news correspondent, Kurt Buckerfield. How are you doing, Kurt? What's up, guys? What's up, Aiden? Goody. Teko, Sean. Hey, hey, Kurt. Everybody doing well? Yeah, miss you guys, man. Miss you guys. Wish we could say the same. Oh wow! <laughs> Kurt, I don't know if you were listening earlier, but but Sean has woken up and he chose violence. I know, no, I heard, I heard. Sean killed the dog live on air. Live on air, Sean killed the dog. Yeah, it's all good. He's in a happy place. <laughs> all right, Kurt. What's up? This Friday, time of recording tomorrow, Friday the 11th of June, marks the start of the European Championship. Um, this was meant to take place last year, but obviously it couldn't because of the coronavirus and some dude ate a bat and all of that. But international. <laughs> <laughs> Long story cut short, a guy yes, yeah, yes. chowed a bat's head and yeah, we're here. International football is here. It is back in all of its might and glory. So, with that being said, who do you think, just straight off the bat, are the tournament favourites to lift the trophy? I think it's very hard not to look at France as the tournament favourites. I think, 
I think that everybody is is trying to find somebody else to support and 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 cheer for. But I think France, just given the strength of their squad, given the fact that they are world champions, uh, given the fact that they made the 2016 Euro final, um, they've got world class players in almost every single position. I, I think we're going to have to go with France there, Aiden. Um, th- th- those are certainly my favourites. I would love to go with somebody else, but looking at France and the way they they bossed Bulgaria the other day, I know it's just Bulgaria, but wow, they were strong. So mm. I- I'm going to have to go with France. Yeah, and and they have the chance to make history. Do you know they could if they were? And what's that? What's that, Sean? So they can do the double double for the second time. So they won the World Cup in yes, of course, and of the course, Euros in 2000, and then. 2018 on Tuesday's game against Bulgaria. He limped off uh, in the first half. Will this be a problem for the French outfit? You know, they still have Mbappe, Griezmann and Olivier Giroud, who interestingly enough, is actually only a few goals away from Henri's goal scoring record with France. Yeah. Um, will Benzema not being there, whether being at the form situation, playing, scoring goals or uh, team's morale, will that be an issue? No, so um, an update there, um, I think I read it, was it last night or this morning, is that Benzema's, uh, it was just really a dead leg. Um, it, I think he, he took a knock to his to his thigh and his muscle hardened. Um, he probably mm. felt it's it was... very painful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably felt it was a lot worse um, than, it, than it was because he looked quite upset when he was sitting on the bench and he was, you know, his head in, in his hands. Um, he looked quite worried and I think everybody was quite worried. But he should be fine. He should be fit to, to start their first game of the tournament, um, which is obviously a massive boost. Uh, the, the first games against um, Germany, do you think he'll start there? Because what if that knock, yes, it's just a dead leg. What if it uh, progressively gets worse and then he misses the tournament? Would uh, Deschamps take the risk and start him? Uh, no, I think he'll play. I think he'll play. And I think a dead leg, I mean, take or Sean, you guys will have... Aiden. It's like how many Aiden. days? Maybe like Aiden. three or four days? Kurt, let me tell Aiden. Aiden, a dead leg, my friend, is just... Uh, a day and a half, you're okay. Yeah, but you're okay. You can run, but you still feel it. It's still there. You still the, the feel it, but you can there, run. But it's, yeah, you, can, you can operate, yeah, for sure. You can play. Aiden, Aiden played water polo, guys. So. <laughs> yeah. And ballet. <laughs> why, why are you hating on ballet? That's not true, though. I didn't do not ballet. Hating, bro. Okay. Hating. Just saying you did ballet. Thanks, Sean. I love you, too. Good. <laughs> just, 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 just a caution for, for you, buddy. Um, what do you think of Group F? What, the group F, well, I don't have them in front of me, Teco. Okay, group F is Portugal. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the, the, the group of death. Yeah, the group of death. France, France, Hungary, Germany. Oh. Hungary, Germany. <laughs> guys, 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 guys. That's where the football is. I, I mean, one of those big sides aren't making it through. If, if I was going to put... Yeah. If I was going to put money on one of the big teams to not go through, which is obviously what will be the case, I, I'm going to go with Germany, but... Ah, I think ooh. I think France and 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 get, and, and get, Portugal go, are go, too strong. Go have coffee. Go have coffee, my friend. I'm sipping on coffee right now, Teco, and it's never tasted better. Honestly, yeah. I'm I'm speaking facts right now. Yeah. Facts, facts. Stats. Why, Teco? What, Teco, what's your what's your take on that? Are you are you uh, do you, is Germany one of your favorites for the tournament? Yeah, 
the, the reason is I've, 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 I've looked at okay. how Jiminy plays in such big tournaments. They, they're very slow starters. Mm, and, that's uh, true. And then they always, they always find ways and how to, 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 to perform well. And I don't think that, I don't remember them being the out and out favorites for any tournament. Mm. And, uh, and you look at the age group, especially right now with a little bit of mixing and yeah, with that experience, I think they, they do stand the chance and they're in this group of death where they have to survive. If they can survive this, this group, then I think for, for me, the, things are a bit easier because yes, we do have Portugal that has probably maybe one of the most talented this time around, but we know that uh, 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 the old man will be doing free kicks and uh, throw it, <laughs> hit, uh, penalty. Ah. I like how we all know who you're talking about when you said the old man. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be doing all those type of stuff. But 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 it just did for me. I, I Look, I've got my two favorite. It will be, uh, of course, France because of the squad that they have. And and with Germany, I, I really love to see. And also the outside chance, you know, Belgium, they're always England. being underdogs. Come on, oh, England. England. Nah, England, my friend, that guy selected four right backs. Come on, England. <laughs> no, England, that. I think Portugal, I think Belgium, Belgium has an outside chance. They do have an opportunity to win this, but if they can't win this, they'll never win anything else. Yeah, no this is the generation, huh? No. Yeah. One team nobody has mentioned are Italy. People are sleeping on Italy at the moment. They have to be the dark horses of this tournament. They're currently, I actually agree with you. They're currently on a 27 game unbeaten streak. They haven't lost a game since September 2018. They've conceded seven goals in those 27 games. They've scored 75 in those 27 games. They have a mixture of experience. They have crazy young talent as well. Mm. Surely mm. they stand a chance? Of course. I actually think so, Aiden. I think that, I mean, I think Italy were, when did they were runners up in 2012? Um, and they haven't won a Euro. Um, they've won it once. And I think it was early in 1968. Um, but I, I would agree with you. I think that if anybody is going to be my dark horse for, for the Euro, I'm going to go with Italy. And I think that Roberto Mancini has done excellently since being given the job. Um, I think they're playing some good football. Like you mentioned, Aiden. there's a, a mixture of experience and, and, and youth. I feel like they actually play quite attractive football. Their midfield is very, very solid with, with Marco Verratti and Jorginho and Nicolo Barella. Uh, Locatelli is this youngster that I think he was on Juventus or AC Milan's books a, a few years ago who all the big clubs are after. Manuel Locatelli has been at Sassuolo this season um, and I think he's, he's about to leave them. So, so watch out for that kid in, in, in particular. And then uh, Federico Chiesa from Juventus who's, who's had a fantastic season. Um, and you know what? They won't mind not being in the discussion at all. Um, there, there'll be no pressure on Italy at this tournament but I think that they... They really could go far. I really do believe so. Mm, good call. Yes, there sir. we go. Okay, Kurt. So, mm -hmm. the other day, I, I happened to be scrolling on, on the interweb. <laughs> and I was on uh, Instagram and I saw that you had a Zoom sit down with Mitch Matiana. That's true. Do you really think football is going home? You know what? I know that Teco and Sean, or Teco especially, will not like this. But I actually do think England have a very good chance of winning this tournament. <laughs> Ah, yeah. I told you. I, I really do. About. I really do. I really, really believe that. I, I think that they have one of carrying this podcast. I think they have okay. one of the best attacks at the tournament. They have one of the best sides. It's it's, it's a little top heavy. And the I worst think. defense. No, but ah. I, I was about to say, Teko. I think it's a little top heavy. 
Um, that midfield, you wouldn't really put that midfield against like the best midfields in the world either with, I think it's Declan Rice and, and Jordan Henderson and, and Calvin Phillips. Mm. That's not the, the best midfield. It's industrious. I think those guys will work. Um, but if yeah. England can can rely on those guys up top like Harry Kane and Jack Grealish and Mason Mount and Jaden Sancho, Marcus Rashford, Raheem Sterling. I mean, those are some big names. Um, yeah. And and look, Southgate is a conservative coach. Um, he will Very. he will want his defence to be solid. Um, and I think England, since Southgate has taken over, um, have been very solid defensively. Um, it's it's really it's difficult to strike that balance. I think because Southgate, like I just said, is conservative, but you've got this like incredible attacking contingent that you need to rely on to score goals. I don't think England are going to come out and play this fantastic attacking, entertaining football. Um, it's, it's a tournament after all, and uh, a 1-0 will do. So I don't think Southgate is going to risk it. I don't think he's going to throw away uh, everything he believes in um, for this tournament or just to entertain some some unhappy England fans. But I do really believe they have a chance. Um, I think they have one of the, the, the best squads at the tournament. I really do. Oh, thank you, Kurt. All that thank I can you, say Chris. is if any team are attacking England, do not go down England's right-hand side because they've got four players there. <laughs> However, <laughs> going back to, as Teddy Medese said, the old man, Kurt, Cristiano Ronaldo, he's still kicking and he's still alive. He is only five goals away from equaling Ali Dai's world record of 109 international goals. So five wow. to equal, six to break. Yeah. With Portugal yeah. being in this so-called proverbial group of death with France, Germany and Hungary, do you think he will be able to break this record and make history? Not at the tournament. No. I don't think he'll do it at the tournament, Aiden. I think it's, it's, it's very rare that you see a player scoring, um, well... I mean, Ronaldo, I don't think he's ever hit more than four goals at a major tournament or five goals at a major tournament. So I don't see it happening. Portugal would probably have to go the distance. They would probably have to get right up to the semi-final final for that to happen. Um, I think that, yeah, I mean, uh, my point, and, and Teco might appreciate this, but my point on Ronaldo's international record is, I mean, it, yes, he's got 104 goals, which is, you know, phenomenal, but... Come on, let's let's just look at the countries that Portugal get to play every few years. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, come on, guys, Luxembourg look, and was, look at was, the stats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, guys. Let's be real. Um, those aren't professional footballers. Carpenters. <laughs> 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 Carpenters. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. However, Kurt, thank you so much for the international news breakdown. Soccer Doom, international news correspondent. Have a fantastic day further. Cheers, boys. Thanks, Kerry. Thanks, Kerry. <laughs> Moving on, Teko, I want to get your opinion on this because I know we spoke about this at length. I think it was two podcasts ago, probably, probably the previous one. Benny McCarthy getting Coach of the Year award. And I know you expressed your uh, opinion, which was valid in terms of how can you give a coach the coach of the year award if he didn't win the league and this is exactly what has happened what is your feeling on this i got a feeling i got a feeling <laughs> sean yeah <laughs> uh, look sean we, we we can we can have uh, this discussion i think it will take us the whole day because we don't understand the criteria and we've always asked yeah. i think one day we need to we need to bring in somebody that can actually come and help us as to how they 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 they, they get to that 
conclusion and decision because mm-hmm. Benny had a great season, right? No doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think the what's big is we've never seen Amazulu being in this position before. This is a team that was fighting relegation last season. This is oh, even the previous season. So there's a history of Amazulu fighting relegation all the time. And mm-hmm. Benny comes in with a new owner, they change things around and here they are playing yeah. co- uh, continental uh, football. Mm-hmm. But yet again, you've got a team that has been number one the whole season. They were just knocked off number one for, what, 18 hours? They were back at number one position again until they finished off. They won the league with three games to go. How is that a coach of the season? Mm. Um, I, I just strongly believe that, uh, or maybe because, I don't know, if if you've been selected by many points, accumulated, Sundowns is number one. Uh, maybe they didn't have three trophies to give it to them, so they opted to give to Benny because he's, he's the only one. Mm-hmm. And then Sundowns is three coaches, which is very confusing at times. But the truth of the matter is Benny deserves something. Amazulu deserves something. and. Uh, they got what they deserved, which is to play confederation football, yeah, Champions League, yeah, and yeah. and and that's 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 good. That's that's where we want to see football going. We want to see more coaches, more players getting exposure in that level, mm. uh, so that when they come back, you know, the competition becomes uh, the league becomes stronger and stronger. Um, taking nothing away from Benny, taking nothing away from his sure. achievements, sure. I strongly believe Mangobamutu was supposed to get. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think people maybe just got excited about what actually happened at Amazulu in such a short space of time. And again, taking nothing away from Benny and his assistants. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it is a weird one and it, it is a great accomplish, accomplishment um, from Amazulu without a yeah. doubt. It, it's amazing and I hope they continue their form and I hope they push Sundowns next season and Chiefs and who, uh, whoever else is going to be there. Um, but it's, 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 a, it's a bizarre one. It is a bizarre one. Look, man, I remember when 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 that happened, when those announcements happened, I remember one day having receiving a call from one of the Mamdudi Sundowns fans that I know is a diehard. He was so f- called me like, how how can they not give Mangova coach of the season? And I was driving. Uh, so he was on his on, on the Bluetooth. Dude, that guy was making so much. He was f- but I, but I, but I said to him the same thing that it's just that we don't know what the criteria are. You might you might find that Benny wins because of the criteria that sure. they used to win to, to yeah. select coaches. But Again, we don't know what that is. We don't know because they don't come out and and, yeah. and but but if you look, Sean, every season there's always debates about this one could have won, this one shouldn't have won, because yeah. you 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 if you remember as well, at some point I think I, I raised this when uh, Swallows uh, uh, were given. Um, uh, I don't know. They were given Q. What? What? They won the Q. Something. 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 Or the coach mm. won the coach of the month. And at that time, um, Mamluk Sundance were two, three games behind. Mm. They they haven't played equal games with the coach that won coach of the month. So how do you give him coach of the month unless mathematically the Sundance won't even reach those numbers? Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's just that I've, I feel like sometimes in South Africa, not in South Africa, when 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 something is too much, we don't pay attention to it. We feel like we need to give others a chance, but we, yeah. we're not understanding that this, this, this work that has been put in. Look, yeah. Benny worked his ass off to get Amazulu mm. where it is today. If then that's the case, then have an, um, 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 add more trophies, you know, surprise team of the season. Yeah. You know, whatever the case might be. Yeah, sure. team of the season. You know, because you, 
whatever the case might be, but add on to the trophy so that you 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 can give people trophies that they they, they truly deserve. Because if you yeah. say Ben is the coach of the season, how many points does Amazulu have? How many yeah. coach? How many points does uh, Sundowns have? How many games won? How many games? Salos lost one. Yeah, Sundowns lost one game. Mm. Yeah, that's but a good then, point. That's a good point. But, but it would be great, man, to, to start being open and and we don't care we don't care who wins and who doesn't because it's always gonna be deep. But let's allow us to have that type of debate by giving us those stats. Why is that? Is 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 this coach being chosen and all that type of stuff? Because now we 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 can have we can have this because at the end of the day you you helping the fans to understand. Yeah. You are teaching the fans. So if the fans understand the game better, then we grow. You know, but then they don't they don't make us they don't they don't let us know what the all the insights are and then they they just gonna let us argue or go on about it and then we're gonna forget and continue and do the same shit again. Mm. You know? Good point, bro. I just wanna touch on it, Adam, before we go to uh, football history. Um the tragic passing of Tulani Tuswa, take I don't know if you ever dealt with him, but uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome I certainly did, but yeah, uh unbelievable. I think he passed away on Sunday, I believe in a car accident. Um uh, I think he was a media officer at Sundowns and he started his own sports agency as well. He had a nice group of players and doing some good things in the football space. And yeah, our condolences to the family and lots of love. Terrible news. Yeah, man, condolences to the family. And uh, he was loved. Uh, he, he was He's one of the good ones. One of the good guys. He's always in a happy mood. He's always making jokes. Um, he was a fun guy to, to hang around with. And uh, at a young age, with the experience that he had within the media space, was amazing. Yeah. And um, I think he was one of those guys that were really, really good at what they were doing. Tulani was very good at what he does. Yeah. He wasn't just, he wasn't one of those guys that's just big mouth, no action. Tulani was actually doing what he was saying. Mm. And uh, it's just unfortunate that we lost him at a young age. And condolences to the family mm. and to those who uh, he was currently working with. And uh, yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace. However, moving forward, it's now time for This Week in Football History. Today, we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from This Week in Football History. This week in 1997, Roberto Carlos broke the laws of physics with his outrageous free kick against France. His run-up was similar to that of a half marathon, but my word, did it pay off. <laughs> you, you remember that? Yeah, Outside yeah. of the foot uh, That ball was popped, my friend. <laughs> maybe, maybe he flattened it, but it was worth it. Look at that. And also this week in 1968, funny this fact actually is coming into the show because Kurt mentioned Italy winning the, the Euros. Um, Italy became the only team to, to win the Euros in a replayed final. They faced off against Yugoslavia. The game went into extra time and what what, and it finished at one all. The match then had to be replayed with Italy winning. It was it was quite fitting that Kurt happened to to bring it up previously in the international section. And lastly, sticking with the Euros theme, this week in 2004, the Euros kicked off with tournament favourite Portugal coming up against Greece. Uh, Greece won that match uh, 1-0 but the reason this match is significant is because the opening match of this tournament and the final of this tournament featured both Portugal and Greece and the result was the same Greece won both that's never happened before in European history um, but uh, but another interesting fact about Europe um, they, they favored their favored mode of transport is public transport 
Um, how does this make you feel, Sean, knowing, knowing that cars <laughs> aren't really, you know, the favorite mode of transport? Is that the intro into Car of the Speaking Week? Speaking of cars... <laughs> it's honestly getting worse and worse. We need to work on this end. Wow, 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 wow. Anyway. I could see that coming from a mile away. Mile away. But it could only be seen on a train though, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh. Given Simango. New Polo R-Line, the Volkswagen Polo R-Line. It is a sportified super mini that previews a potential full-strength Polo R via an insurance-friendly trim level. Your only engine choice is a 1.2-liter turbo petrol matted to a six-speed manual gearbox. The engine is one of the, the engine is one of VW's best. In fact, it happily revs past 6,000 revs per minute and possesses an even spread of shove. It steers keenly, handles tidily and is predictable and relatively satisfying car to drive briskly. It just doesn't entertain like some of its rivals can, but you can't argue with its refinement. Starting at about 350,000 Rand upwards, for me, VW is always a winner. I give it a nine out of 10. Nine out of 10. I do, I do, I do. Your cars are not dropping below seven, hey, Sean? No, 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 no. Well, they do. <laughs> I mean, I haven't had a Skoda or a... Uh, Tesla. A Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> still got one of those to go. <laughs> Sean, can you please stay on the mic for us and provide a motivational quote? Let's motivate the nation. Bafan is coming up against Uganda tonight on Thursday the 10th, I believe. Mm, Let's mm. hear what you have to say. Lala K, uh, Sundance champion, says the highest human act is to inspire. Yeah, clean. Short, short clean. and sweet, like Teco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet and short. Sweet and short. Yes. Ah, Sean, what do you, what? Sweet and sour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gifted, man. <laughs> and on that note, that is how we wrap up episode 77 of The Car Wash. Whether you have been listening on slpodcast.coza, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Mahiking 96.7 FM's Game Time. Thank you so much for tuning in. I've been your host, Aiden. That has been Mr. Sean Roberts. Thank you kindly. And that has been Mr. Teka Modise. Ah! We will, see, we will see you all same time, same place next week. Peace out. Thank you. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. She's a slang and a car.